Hey, welcome back to Pagan Preaching. This is your host, Ethne Aon, and I sure didn't upload a episode last week. I'm sorry for anybody that was looking forward to that. I just had everything happen all at once, and then I really wanted to spend a Valentine's Day with my honey. So, um, sorry about that, but we're right back into it today. I apologize that my audio is kind of weird. I'm limited to the microphone on my headset that I use for work, Um, and it's not the greatest, and I know that, uh, but I do have to wait before I can get a new microphone because I just, oh my gosh, I just found out that um, my lovely cat, Lily, who is a very good girl, she's got some gingivitis, so we need to take her into the vet to have some teeth removed, which sucks, but she's a really good girl, and she's been a trooper this whole time. So, gotta make sure my girl's doing okay first, and then new microphone. So, thank you for your patience. Thank you for not complaining to me. I appreciate it. I know it's not very good, and I'm I'm trying my best. So, hi. Welcome. How are you? How was your Valentine's Day? Did you do anything exciting? Um, I had a really fun Valentine's Day with my best friend in the whole world. We made brownies and we watched (laughs) Ghost Adventures because doesn't that scream Valentine's Day? And then I just spent a wonderful chilled out Valentine's Day with my honey and our cats and that was really a lot of fun. Still very happy Black History Month. Um, Black Lives Matter. Black History Matters. I hope that um, any of my um, black identifying listeners are having a good Black History Month and taking some time to um, just appreciate their history, maybe learn more about themselves or just feel pride. I hope um, that my non-black listeners are using this time to support some black-owned businesses or just be a really good ally. And um, I think that's it for my introduction. Nobody sent me any requests, so you know what that means. I get to do whatever I want. So today I thought it's been cold, kind of dreary. I've been thinking a lot about um, my dead people that I've lost in previous Februaries. Sorry, I refer refer to my lost loved ones as like my dead people. I feel like that's just way more to the point and direct. But today we're going to talk about my patron, Hades, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I wanted to put off talking about Hades for a while just because I want this to be a podcast for my listeners and not a podcast where I come in and I just like riff about what I want to talk about. And I, I, I don't want to be selfish, if you know what I mean. So, um... I didn't write anything, but I guess my pagan testimonial is just that Hades is the best. Like, I'm sure people look at Hades and they're like, oh, spooky. Uh, A lot of people have the misconception that he is the god of death, which is not true. He is um, the Hellenic Chthonic god of the dead. So um, he rules over the shades or the souls of the recently deceased. And he 
how I incorporate him into my belief system of what happens when we die is that he helps everybody get to where they need to go or he's one of the entities or spirits that helps dead people get to where they want to go. I I believe in a plethora of afterlives and choice and I believe that there's so many people so naturally there's going to be so many deities that are you know, meant to help the recently deceased or the long deceased find where they want to be spending time. I think Hades is incredibly kind and patient. I feel like he had been calling to me my whole life and I just never knew. So I'm 23 now. I converted from baptism to Wicca when I was 13, and I've been um, practicing magic ever since, but it wasn't until last March, so about a year ago, that I really got into um, working with specific deities. I always was just like, oh God, oh goddess, you know, whatever fits in. Um, But I... (laughs) to tell you the truth, to be very honest, I was really inspired by my fellow witches and pagans on TikTok. And I was seeing all these people um, interact with gods and goddesses. And I was like, wow, that's neat. I want to do that. Which um, is also the point of this podcast is to connect you with other pagans and witches and to grow your own thoughts and say, maybe that's a path that I want to take that I haven't considered yet. So that was a really wonderful moment for me. Um, Just, I was in quarantine, but I was still able to have a really powerful um, connection and um, understanding of the fellow pagans that were also in quarantine. So I'm, I'm seeing all these people work with different deities and I'm like, ah, that's really cool, but none of them really speak to me. Uh, so I really thought about it. I pulled some cards. I, I was like, okay, maybe Hades and Persephone, maybe, I don't know, Apollo. I'm not entirely sure. Um, maybe Anubis, maybe Isis, but it really, Hades was kind of the first that popped into my mind. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I've always had this thing for dead people. Like, it's not very surprising now. It's like a like a white woman trope that um, everybody's into, like, true crime, paranormal stuff. But, like, since I was little, I, like, cemeteries were my favorite place because they were so cool and quiet and well-kept, usually. And what, what cemeteries weren't unkept were this wild uh, display of the power of nature And if there were other people there, they were there because they loved somebody. So I loved being in cemeteries. They're so soothing. And as I got older, I started having these spooky little experiences in my 100-year-old house that I grew up in. And that started me into this fascination of spirits and ghosts. and, And that began this fascination also with um true crime and and then I got really into genealogy and ancestry and I have a history degree and it's just all roads point to dead people so amazed that I didn't 
put two and two together sooner, but that's, I think, the beauty of Hades is that he is so patient. I think what I've noticed with others that primarily work with Hades is that they see how he doesn't really demand much. He is such a quiet, patient, kind presence in our lives, and I I couldn't think of a better mindset to approach the shades or the spirits, like people that are confused and hurting and angry and desperate. You would want somebody with that kind, nurturing, paternal mindset, and that makes him such a great patron is that he never, uh, he never revealed himself to me and was angry with me for not working with him. He never was like, you know, I, I need offerings, what the hell, or I've been waiting for you for 10 years. Why aren't you working with me yet? He was just so kind. And when I think of Hades, I think of calmness. I want to go ahead and, um, before I get too far into this, let's hear the invocation of Hades. Dark Lord of the Underworld, we stand trembling at your approach. King of the uncounted legions of the dead. Ruler of the hidden wealth that bejewels the caverns beneath the earth, our mother's skin. Darkened by the ashes of a thousand cremations. Invisible one, Passing through the chaos of humanity unseen in your helm of obscurity, you see us from a more distant place, a world of ephemeral life. We come and go, but you, Lord, are eternal in your watching. Help us to see the darkness of endings as part of the cycle and to mourn our losses in a way that does them honor. And should we journey to your dark realm in life or after it, do not keep us past our endurance, but give us gracious passage out into our new lives. The other neat thing about Hades, aside from him not really expecting or demanding anything from his followers or worshipers, is that he is, you know, kind of the patron god of wealth and value and I, I translate that further into the gifts of the world. His, so his realm is supposedly within the earth. So he his domain is gold and other precious metals, precious stones, caverns, crystals, all of the burrowing creatures, insects, rodents, and this world that we are a part of but separate from and it's so bizarre to me that you know people who think of Hades think of like another world with lost souls just wandering unhappily when in reality they're individuals that are being helped greatly by a kind man who has their best interests in heart, and they they exist, and maybe this is going to be comforting to you if you've recently lost somebody, but they exist at least for a short period of time before 
they move on to whatever next place that they want to go to, but they exist amongst beauty in a, in a separate world that we are just just a veil's distance away. You know, they live among glitter and value and a bustling ecosystem that we are unfamiliar with. And I think that is how we need to imagine Hades and his realm instead of a spooky hell-like place, because don't even get me started on the origins of hell. But as maybe a waiting area that is comfortable and soothing and there's all the time and patience and love available for anybody that needs it. And Hades' patience and love doesn't just extend to dead people. It extends to those that follow him as well. Like, he is so underappreciated and I, I get into this every time I talk about him to anyone. It's just, I have a, a prayer card upstairs on my altar. And like the first line of the prayer is, oh, sing muses of he who is unsung. Um, Homer did not um, sing to him. And, you know, it just it's so sad and telling of how little Hades has been worshipped. Like, in ancient times, which is such a cliche, I don't like saying that, but um, the ancient Greeks would only build him temporary altars that were holes in the ground outside of their homes, and they wouldn't say his name, and they were so afraid of death, and it's just, Hades, has, he was the first born of Kronos, you know, the first one swallowed by his father. And then when he comes out, he is given this really unwanted realm to rule over. You know, he doesn't want to be in charge of dead people. But he takes all that burden and responsibility on with grace. And then... <sighs> At the time where he was most commonly worshipped before the conversion of pagans, he wasn't even really worshipped unless somebody needed something. And yet, he is still so kind. I think, obviously, great deity for anyone mourning. Obviously great deity for anybody who, like me, does a lot of, like, ancestor work and is trying to learn more about where they came from, but just a great deity for somebody that needs endless patience and love and appreciation. My matron Hecate, not so much. She kind of gets on my ass a little bit, and I need that because she is helping me with my craft, and if I'm lazy, she's not going to put up with it, but Hades has just always been my support system and I didn't even know it. I'm sure you can tell that I was a very weird kid. Um, I was super into dead people. I loved playing with <laughs> bugs and insects. I have always felt very drawn to um, 
like dogs and cats and bats and all the animals that are really associated with the underworld in Hades. I felt deep love for all life around me. Um, everybody used to make fun of me for being so sensitive. And, you know, that was a deep insecurity of mine was that I am so sensitive and I I felt like I wasn't very fun to be around because I got sad really easily or angry really easily. And I, I think I just realized that it's because I am a child of Hades that I am so sensitive to the needs of others and I get so emotional when people or just beings aren't being treated well. I got in a fight with my boyfriend yesterday because I want to adopt a pig. I want a pet pig because pigs aren't given enough love. And he said, you would take in any orphan creature that just showed up on our doorstep. And you're right. And I, I learned that from Hades. And I think that's what makes me, not to toot my own horn here, but toot toot. I think that's what makes me a really wonderful friend and like that's my strength it's it's not my weakness that I'm sensitive it's my strength that I am kind and it's my my strength that I value life so dearly that I work with a god of the dead I that sounds bizarre but Hades values life and he wants to keep the dead alive as much as he can I worked um for a few months last year for a uh, funeral home. That was really scary. A lot of working with Melanoa on that one, if you're familiar with Hades' children. Um, and it was scary and it was sad. And the whole time I just, while I was afraid, while I was sad for these people, I felt deep comfort that Hades was looking out for me and that kind of spiritually damaging environment but he was also taking the hands of these people so many individuals came through that i i had to help set up i had to help retrieve i had to help their families and the whole time i felt hades with me and that has been so eye-opening to how supportive Hades is in like every aspect of life. It's not just death. If you just feel like you're in a funk, maybe you're struggling with your mental health, you are struggling with your identity, just you can't go wrong with working with Hades. Here's our second prayer today. Surprising to nobody, there's not a lot of prayers to Hades. I have to write a lot of my own, but um, these two that I found today are on vocal, and I think they're really great. So our second prayer says, Great Hades, master of the dark afterworld, honored host of our beloved dead, husband of fair-haired Persephone, holder of the riches of the deep earth, eldest son of full-hearted Rhea and Kronos of the shining sickle, I praise you. Hades, kind one, unyielding one, Gracious grantor of respite to the suffering, of welcome to those who have passed from our world, I thank you for your gift of shelter and hospitality. 
And that shelter and hospitality is a gift to anyone that needs it. You don't have to be dead to feel Hades' love. You just have to ask for it. You have to ask for that grace and he will he will grant you that grace and expect nothing from you because he is just an entity built entirely of kindness, uh, which only makes me want to leave him more and more offerings, you know, because I, I worry that he's being taken advantage of. So um, I try really hard to um, not ask for much I ask for. And I, I welcome you um, to try this out too, because I think it will make you uh, a very powerful pagan. I think it will give you a much closer uh, relationship with your deities and give you a better understanding of your own power as a witch if you practice. But I ask for guidance and I ask for uh, the tools and the strength to get through whatever I'm getting through on my own. And then I try to give as many offerings as I can to work with that deity. And that is, that is not only, um, I think endeared myself to Hades a little bit, and I don't want to speak for him, obviously, but I, I think that is shown him that I care for him despite what he can give me, but it has also taught me the power I have within myself if I only take the time to be patient and kind and forgiving to myself. I have some listeners that are my friends that I think really struggle with self-patience and self-value and push themselves too hard, and they're perfectionists, and I, I as a devotee of Hades, I want to extend some patience and gratitude and kindness and forgiveness to you to use for yourself. And that, that goes for everybody that is struggling with those feelings of um, negative self-worth and negative self-esteem. You have everything within you. As much as Hades' realm is... Uh, its own bustling, beautiful ecosystem with jewels and metals and tiny, creepy, crawly things that are so good for the planet. You have all of that within you. You have you have just as much depth and variety and power and excitement within you. It just looks different. And some people may not appreciate it. Like, some people don't appreciate you know, rats and spiders and worms. But some people will really see the beauty within you, and I hope you see the beauty within you, and I hope you see the value of your differences and how they, how some don't appreciate you, but you are such an important part of this ecosystem, this social environment that we've built and I love you so much and Hades loves you so much and if you're feeling like you're grieving anything that's dead if, if it's a part of you if it's a family member or uh, an ideal that is lost you can always work with Hades he is available for your every need
thank you for listening today. My heater kicked on. I hope it doesn't make the audio suck too bad. The audio is so bad. Um, I love you all. You are all doing amazing at whatever step you're on. I'm proud of you for still being here. Happy Black History Month. If you want to reach out to me, because if you don't, I'll just continue talking about myself and nobody wants that. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook, Pagan Preaching. You can send me an email at ethne.aon at yahoo.com. That's E-T-H-N-E period E-A-N at Yahoo. If you want to support me and what I'm doing at the show, you can send me a one-time donation or however many donations at E-T-H-N-E hyphen E-A-N. That's ethne hyphen aon on Venmo, or you can purchase a tarot reading from my Facebook page, which is Ethne Aeon Tarot. And that's all I have for you guys. I love you. Be safe. We're working towards the end of this pandemic. We're working towards the end of this winter. Things are looking up. Keep hope and keep the faith. And I will see you next Sunday.